0: Welcome to
1: Bloody Good Horror.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing The Mortuary Collection. It's an anthology, Schnars. It's like a bunch of little movies in one. I don't know. Who knows where this came from. It's on Shudder. We're talking about it tonight. Joining me first up from Maryland, United States of America.
0: <laughs>
2: Please oh. welcome John Schnars to the show. Eric. Hello. He's got a degree in business, despite having the hair of a proud GED recipient.
3: I am so excited that the FBI may raid John's home. Like while we're, oh, we're yeah. on the air, yeah.
0: <laughs> Come on,
2: he's, hide, he's hiding his buffalo uh, hat. Yeah, and you his can face see it paint. in the background.
3: A little. There's like a small buffalo horn, like shooting <laughs> hey, into the John, camera. John, you <laughs> are. If hey, you look,
2: keep look, growing look your later, hair out, Schnars, you're that dude. If you keep growing your hair out. You know that.
4: Which one? Derek, do mm-hmm. you know how many of those <laughs> Oh, he's the, he's the
2: dude, anything? John. He's Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, next up on the show, from Chicago, Illinois, land of Dan Aykroyd. Please welcome Joe to the show.
3: That is true. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd wasn't Canadian, right? Uh, most of those movies, you were either Canadian or from Chicago. Didn't he, I he was
2: in those bear skits on SNL. That's enough for me.
3: Uh, was he? <laughs> No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. I feel
2: like he guessed it in one question mark. I'll
3: Google. We'll find out.
2: Next up on the show, I could not tell you. Actually, wait, isn't Mike Pence from Indiana, Casey? Sadly. Sorry about that, dude. (laughs) Nailed it. My condolences. Please welcome Casey to the show.
1: Uh, I'm sorry.
3: You're sorry? (laughs) Are you just
1: like a general apology for Mike
3: Pence? Dan Aykroyd, born in Ottawa, Canada never in the bear skit
0: (laughs) did you google the bear skit part (laughs) just
3: literally
2: the top of his i listen i am positive that he was in one of those skits at some point anyway i mean he's
3: been in a skit yeah but
2: joining us last up tonight special guest on the show from thor's hour of thunder podcast please welcome caitlin to the show
5: thank you eric do you remember where i'm from though
2: virginia richmond virginia work. in fact
5: there we go yes <laughs> i know
2: Essential. where virginia is i've driven you a dollar i've driven through virginia on the way to other things several times
5: right <laughs> like ringing endorsement <laughs> eric drove through
2: <laughs> that's more than most states. so there you go we're gonna uh wrap with caitlin a little bit later first she's gonna join us for the review but before we do that mr joe please tell us what we are drinking tonight
1: be
3: your guts. I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of the Wikipedia page for the super fans to see if Dan Aykroyd was. And I actually, I've confirmed he was never in that skit. Nice. Can we start, can we start the show out? over? Can we? Can we, can work. we <laughs> uh, the mortuary collection. Um, they, uh, yeah.
2: Carry up. I'm gonna keep looking,
3: because you know you're <laughs> wrong, right?
2: <laughs> I see multiple things that says Dan Aykroyd took a turn in that sketch. I'm looking at a, a story right now from the Chicago Tribune I'm mentioning him in a Look
3: uh, there's a Wikipedia page dedicated to the Superfans. It lists everyone that is. Bro, the there.
2: catchphrase "The Bears Resonated Coast to Coast." Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, Horatio Sands, and others took turns at the table. This is from no. the Chicago Tribune.
3: Have you ever been to Chicago? Are you gonna we, make me find a picture like, of it? borderline illiterate yeah i need a, a picture <laughs>
2: borderline illiterate joe what are we drinking tonight please
3: for the love of god <laughs> these mental patients here um anyway uh mortuary collection a, uh, as eric alluded to a fun little anthology one of those anthology or little segments is about the beauty of childbirth and all its glory um in honor of that I actually picked a a beer that's a a variation of another beer I've picked uh, for a previous episode. It's from the good folks at DeClaw Brewing Company there in
4: Rosendale,
3: Maryland. John, have you been Uh, there?
4: Just make up a name.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I did. Uh, And the beer I picked from them is their Sweet Baby Java, um, which if you're familiar with them, and John, I hope you are, uh, their Sweet Baby Jesus is one of the the more popular. I think probably their most popular beer and fairly well-known. It's a uh, a chocolate peanut butter stout, which is chef's kiss. Delicious, John. Ah, but if you want to like make the something better... Like
2: the famous Joe baby poop beer. Yeah.
3: Uh, if you want to make something better, John, you add coffee to it, which is what they did here with the Sweet Baby Java. Um, so chocolate, peanut butter, and then they put espresso bean in the boiling process, Ooh. which, you know... Mm. I like the coffee, John. Does this end up with uh,
2: caffeine in the end?
3: Uh yeah, I think it does. I assume it does. I, I've looked in this before. I don't think there's a ton, but I mean, you know, it'll 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 put some pep in your step. I've definitely like had coffee stouts like in the evening and had trouble sleeping at night, so there's gotta be something there. You You're yawning the alcohol while, while I'm <laughs> disgusting oh, I need one. Just... <laughs> uh anyway. Comes in at six point two percent alcohol, so a little bit up there for like your traditional stout, but like not super crazy. Um, and yeah, like I said, the sweet baby Jesus is delicious. This one I tracked down a six pack last time I was down south, and uh, beautiful, beautiful beer. So I definitely recommend it. It's a limited release, so you, you can't find it often, but if you can, if you can, I, I definitely suggest it. And if you can't, the sweet baby Jesus is just as good. So, um, so there you go, DeCla com is their website, um, not to be confused with De White Claw, or De Bears. which is um, the French version of a uh, White Claws. Mm. So, uh, and yeah, that's that's what I got for this week. Love it.
2: You had a good uh, hard seltzer lately, Joe? Speaking of White
3: Claw, you know we're we're still trucking along in the dry January, so I haven't had anything oh, wow. in about two weeks now. How you feel? Well, we did break down over the weekend and decide that weed doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't.
2: I mean, it really doesn't. Uh, it's, it's basically medicine. Congrats.
3: So I'm feeling a lot better. We've also been trying to eat better. So I feel good, but I don't know, you know, what's what. We have noticed that like the last couple of days we've had very bad headaches. And I don't know if that's mm. from like some sort of
0: <laughs>
2: like.
0: Mm-hmm. Have,
2: your, let me ask you an unrelated question, Joe. Have your hands been shaking?
3: i don't know i can't smell anything and i keep coughing but other than that i feel great
2: listen joe it's proven science that weed is medicine i have the card in my wallet to prove it
3: they called it herbal medicine back in the day i don't know if you ever heard of this group total devastation but they were like a their rap hip-hop uh that were somewhat popular in the 90s and they had like a whole song that was just like facts about weed And literally, I don't think I smoked weed much in high school, but after listening to Al, I'm like, yeah, I should give this a go. And then, you know, here we are now. Who
4: ambassadors?
3: Yeah, (laughs) helping children.
2: I smoked so much weed in high school, I would bring my own because I'd just be like, whatever you guys have, it's not enough. So I need to be prepared. (laughs) Your
4: friends were offering you weed, like, no, 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 that's cool. I don't (laughs) want your shit. And and I, this, the path, 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 I think yes. i
3: told this story on slack but this past saturday we did and i was pretty high and i walked by like our, our front window and there was a cop parked uh, there's like a large field like diagonal from our house and there was a cop parked in front of it which isn't weird because he was probably just there like texting with his his girlfriend you know um <laughs>
5: You designed like, such a backstory to him. Wow, Joe. Yeah. I,
3: like, for three minutes bugged out, and I'm like, holy shit, this isn't good. And then I'm like, this is 100% legal. legal. Like, I'm not doing anything you're wrong. You're in your dude. own house. Just, yeah, you're yeah. good, dude. What a time to be alive, huh?
2: Yeah, we recorded last week's episode on a Tuesday, mm. which made it sound dated by the Friday.
3: Then Wednesday went to hell.
2: Yeah, there you go. All right, thank you for that, Joe. Let's take a quick break so that we can review the mortuary, mo- mo- the rural juror. The Mortuary Collection.
0: This is it, Senator. Your big break in TV. Up the front time. Main
2: feature. And we're back. John Schnars. Eric. When was the last time you washed that thing
4: on your head? You mean my hair? Yeah.
2: <laughs> mm. Yes.
4: I washed this morning. Did I'm, you?
2: Are you sure? I think
4: yes. you need to run a comb through it. If I'm being mm. honest. I don't know. No, I brushed it not even that long ago. Yeah. I usually I brush it a little bit when I'm brushing the kids' hair. Sometimes. So. You got
3: like I had this problem in high school where like I tried to grow my hair long and like towards once it got around your length it got like puffy towards the bottom. I think you're getting into that territory.
4: Um, is this yeah. like a new segment on the show that you guys didn't tell me we were going to be? You're doing, starting
2: to look like Darren in the '80s, which is giving me confused <laughs> uh, feelings. So no, maybe, no. I mean, I mean, well, actually, they're not confused. If I'm being real,
1: yeah. <laughs> you can't see it with the background, but mine's getting long enough that it's starting to curl in at the bottom. So I'm starting oh, to look like there. Prince Valiant. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, yeah. I, the
2: beard to me can only go a certain length before I don't like yeah. what it starts
4: doing. <laughs>
3: this is john like you guys have gone out in public right like are you adverse <laughs> to like getting your hair cut? like is there a problem with it
4: dude i haven't been out in public uh it's been
2: like a month no at this like, point of- though but at this point you got to ride that out and just see like, yeah, you're so close 100%. to maybe hopefully the end like just yeah. see where it goes well
4: bro. i think at this point so i maybe i mentioned this my my original plan was i wasn't going to cut it until i got to go back to new york that was like you know mm. now it's like maybe when i get a vaccine i would get a cut It's unclear if I'll be back in New York before I get a vaccine or not, so that's, you know, toss-up. But yeah. Sexual. All
3: right, John. Sorry, not to, like, spur off completely, but it it confirmed Dan Aykroyd was, did appear in the skit. (gasps) Oh,
2: God damn it, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Thanks for being honest. I appreciate it. All right, John. We know. That hurts. Please bring us the word of the day. Listen, I may not ever remember the name of the movie we're reviewing unless I write it down on this notepad over here but I know some people that were in 30 year old fast skits. So. He
3: literally <laughs> couldn't tell us what we emailed about five minutes ago but this...
2: I have my wheelhouse and I'm yeah. in it. John Anything that predated high school when you were smoking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's all <laughs> that's a, You know what, John? Huh It's all locked in there. I'm gonna You're think about wrong. that I'm gonna think about that for a few minutes while you bring us the word yeah, today.
4: it's like Amber <laughs> Today's word <laughs> Today's word, charnel. That's C H A R N E L. Pretty straightforward here. The uh, uh, when used as an adjective, adjective, it means associated with death. Uh, but it comes, or you know, it's most frequently used in uh, in the the phrase charnel house, which mm. is a place where uh, dead bodies are stored, aka believe, a mortuary.
3: I believe that's the singular version of uh, charnouse.
4: I think that's <laughs> yeah, that's true. A charnel. Yeah, that's actually. Sorry, that is in the. the origin, yeah. You're right. Uh, it comes to us uh, from you know the, the same place. A lot of the uh, meat-related words, carnalis, car- carn, carnalis, relating to the flesh. Oh, yeah, uh, the flesh. The medieval Latin that is. Uh, yeah, charnel. I had no. This is a new word for me. I learned a word today. Pretty exciting.
5: I'm, I'm writing this down in my notes, like I'm going to be quizzed on it later
4: good no that's yeah. Eric won't remember in five minutes so I would appreciate oh, it oh I know I wasn't listening just now so I actually yeah. don't, I don't know
3: literally crushing the candies as we speak
2: <laughs> I'm texting if you must know
3: Joe <laughs> oh
4: gosh oh gosh uh
3: John yeah, and then he said Dan Aykroyd wasn't in the skit <laughs> and then I said yeah he was John, a- he said he was wrong
2: John why don't you tell me about the mortuary collection buddy
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go to get through this. <laughs> Mortuary collection. Uh, so this comes to us uh, from Ryan Spindell, writer, director. Um, it's This is his first full-length feature, another uh, feature debut. Um, he had a bunch of shorts, one of which, based on our internet sleuthing, or IMDb sleuthing, if you will, uh, does look like it kind of became one of the shorts that shows up in this movie as eric mentioned um it's an anthology film the rapper story here uh features clancy or yeah clancy brown right i'm getting mm-hmm. the name, yep the name oh, um clancy uh he is playing a mortician uh who's overseeing the funeral of a child um we don't really know we don't they don't give us a ton of backstory about what's going on there but um Basically, that you, he's he's our central char- central character. Um, there's a woman who shows up after the um, the service, and and they begin to interact, and and she kind of indicates that she's there because she saw a help wanted sign, but they're having this sort of like cat and mouse back and forth type conversation where um, she's asking him to tell stories, and so he's telling her in in the course of the film four different uh, short stories that become the, the, the parts of the anthology. Um, I don't know. Do we want, do you, I don't know. You don't probably don't need me to go through like each of them. We can do them maybe one at a time. I don't I know. I sure but, don't. Uh, I sure don't. Yeah. So there we you go. We can talk about them as we're
2: getting into like our, our thoughts on things. Sure. All right. Thanks, John. I'm sure it was great. Joe, what do you think of this movie?
3: Uh, I really liked it. I think I was the one that actually suggested this because the, uh, the Mrs. and I watched it a couple weeks ago when we, we were looking for something spooky to, to enjoy on a Saturday night. And um, I, I didn't have high hopes, but I was definitely pleasantly surprised. I mean, I think, you know, for I, I hadn't really heard about this before it hit Shudder. Um, so my expectations were pretty low. And like the production quality on this was great. I mean, I think the stories were really creative and the kind of wraparound I thought was really well done. So overall, I was a, a pretty big fan of this.
1: Casey? Uh, yeah, so this was actually number ten on my 2020 list. It snuck in there. I watched this back at the beginning of quarantine when it first released. I enjoyed it a lot. It's just a—it's uh, a really well put together anthology, and it's a rare run where all of the stories are pretty enjoyable. You can get a laugh out of them. You get some scares. You get some blood and guts and gore you get Clancy Brown hamming it up and eating scenery. So it's just a fun time and I enjoyed it a lot. It felt a lot like uh, anthologies we might've seen coming out in like the early nineties, late eighties. So it was just really well put together. Caitlin, what'd you think?
5: I liked it a lot. I actually hadn't seen this until we texted about it earlier this week. And um, in general, I love an anthology and we haven't gotten one in a while. So I was excited to, uh, to dig in. Um, it kind of has the vibe of a kid's movie, but with really adult themes, not just, you know, in terms of, you know, sex being an adult theme, but themes like grief and guilt and assault. <laughs> um, So it dealt with some pretty heavy stuff and had some pretty intense gore for what felt kind of campy and fun. Crazy, um, gory. crazy yeah. gore. Crazy um, gore. But yeah, there are a lot of really engrossing things about it. Uh, the set design... I was almost distracted by how much I I loved the stained glass in that uh, dude's office. It was beautiful. But yeah, the costuming and score and it was just all, yeah, engrossing is the word I had written down. Um, And then we can talk a little bit later about how it inverts uh, sort of gender tropes in horror a little bit, but that might spoil a little bit too much at the top, so...
4: Yeah, you come on! You got to throw down that spoiler alert. Right over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I uh, man, I really, really, I'm kind of bummed. Two weeks in a row, we've done apparent 2020 movies that I really liked. This thing definitely would have been on my top ten list.
3: Yeah, same.
2: I'm. It's funny because Creepshow is one of my favorite movies of all time, but I'm not sure I've seen a anthology movie I actually really liked since the 90s. Like, I like Tales from the Dark Side that that one with Christian Slater. And like I that's like kind of it. Nice things to say about VHS, like one say, of the- yes, VHS. okay, yes, yeah. yeah I, I, and I think, yeah, that's really interesting. But I, but I'm also I'm a slut for found footage, Sean. You know that?
4: Well, yeah, but And I, you were also a slut for VHS. I think that one of my <laughs> You're just a
2: slut. One of my <laughs> one of, one of my biggest criticisms about a lot of modern anthology movies is I feel like. There's too many of like, hey, we're a bunch of indie filmmakers who all made shorts. Let's cram them together and shoot a wraparound because it just, it never feels like a coherent thing. And this movie, this movie is so like solidly um, consistent throughout. Even though the stories are wildly different, they all look the same. The cinematography in this thing is fantastic. There's like a real um, warm kind of like atmospheric feel to it. There is a, kind of retro like gothic aesthetic running through all the stories, even though they're not all period like some of them are set like kind of looks like one's fifties, one kind of looks like sixties.
4: I
5: think it's called dark academia. Is that uh sure. that aesthetic
4: yeah into it. Oh but like John did you know that? Yeah I, I did you just make that up on the spot right now? <laughs> I did that's not know.
5: Good. I took a quiz on BuzzFeed and it told me that was oh. my aesthetic. <laughs>
4: oh, that's, cool. that's my kink. Right.
2: Um but yeah like so already it's just production wise is super solid. Um and then it just presents you with this thing. Like I think Caitlin hit it on the head. It, it's like the whimsy of a kids' movie, almost a la like the um, scary stories to tell in the dark that they mm. that came out last year. Except, unlike that movie, which was a PG thirteen, this thing just fucking goes for it. It is, it is disgusting. Like at moments, for to, to compare it to another anthology, there are moments where it's almost as disgusting as some of the stuff in ABC's of Death like that that penis exploding moment was and first of <laughs> all first of all not yeah, even visuals but the sounds in that segment <laughs> oh, made me want to vomit they were horrendous like but so well done it's horrifying and then then you go to this thing with the wife and like it's it's crazy disgusting so it's like and really dark like some of these stories that one with the the like um I don't know what the word. I'm trying to think of a word that's not offensive. I don't know what it is. She's like catatonic, let's say, and the Mm -hmm. husband's like taking care of her. That story is so dark, and even in that story, they they like pull uncomfortable laughs out of you. And that I think is like this movie's strength. Then it's wrapped up in this whole like wacky tongue-in-cheek thing with Clancy Brown in like creature makeup, which I've never seen before and is amazing. I love this actress, and I love their kind of like play back and forth. It's very like a Clancy Brown is like playing a Joe character in this movie, like mm. when Joe does his like like if you were to tell Joe like play a guy who hosts the haunted mansion,
4: it would be like this version of what Clancy Brown is doing. Well, there was that. there was a little bit of, and I think I mentioned this in the email the his his uh, wig, you could see the line where, it, it, <laughs> and and it was sort of like. I think it was a choice. I like think they were intentionally kind of. Oh making yeah, it, a it could be.
2: I mean, because it is very ridiculous. tongue. cheek The wraparound in particular is very tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah. But I so yeah, I think this is. It is shocking. It's funny. I think it is actually well paced for an anthology, which is one of the hardest things to land when you're doing a movie like this. So, this absolutely would have been in my top ten from last year. I, I enjoyed it a lot.
5: Well, in the continuity, I mean, I, I think you had we had talked about it in the chat that. The, f- the last segment was released in like 2015 or something. So they retrofitted those other segments stylistically pretty well to have it all flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent.
4: No, I I, oh. I, I just assume Eric doesn't want to know. Stars. What'd you think? To... <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I like this movie a lot. It was, I was, I, I just go into any anthology movie. Very skeptical. It's sort of like a, I have a show me attitude at this point because mm. I feel like, no, well, I mean, look, I always have John. I just feel. Like I'm more of a grower. Mm. I just feel like the 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 uh the cards are stacked against anthology movies like really working. Um, and again, this is from a guy who we've never heard of. You know, no offense to Ryan Spindell or whatever the hell his name is. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good. He's was been really on
3: the show, John. He guessed it, <laughs> it too.
4: <Yeah. laughs> no, it um. No, it was, it was very solid. Like I was, I was really impressed. I mean, I think the the comp for me, that the stories are very much structured, like those old, um, uh, you know, tales from the crypt stories. There's a little bit of sort of like a moral, you know, punch to each of them, um, that, you know, you're supposed to take away. And, uh, but it's, it is well balanced. Um, I liked, I think the acting was all really good. They had some really good characters that sort of, pop up in one and then they pop up in a different one as a different character or as like a in the background kind of person. Well, you so. get the
5: doctor in almost all of them. Doctor. The,
4: yeah. The doctor. Yeah, doctor. Kubler. Yeah. He was really good. Well, <laughs> the one he shows up and he's like, I guess he's like the on-campus doctor. And he's like, oh Lord, like they don't, I can't remember. He's like, they don't let me touch whatever it was. The kid is it like painkillers or something. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the, but no, then I mean, he's like making house calls in the other one. yeah, it's,
2: yeah. Dude, the, yeah. Do, um, I'm th- I'm jumping to something else, but the doctor in uh, the thing with the wife, like he goes mm-hmm. straight to murder. He's just like <laughs> he doesn't even like he doesn't even float. Like, is this guy cool? Yeah. Like, was well, he receptive? He just straight yeah. up is like, if you give her two of these, she gonna
4: die. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well, he's throughout it right because there was something yeah, else. Yeah. Like he yeah. was just sketchy and every he plays different characters, from- but yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, it's, he plays the same character, but it's a yeah. different version of that same thing. Yeah.
5: Yeah. 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 A doctor, goofy doctor. Yeah. I
2: have to look up because the guy who plays the husband in that one. Um, I've seen in something. I don't
4: know what. Well, he was in Master of None. I was just looking at yeah. his uh, page, yeah, but I don't know what that is. He, so he shows up in the background of uh, he or he's, he's in the last one as like one of the cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that, that that bit cracked me up. Eric, he was in the office. Apparently that guy as well. Mm. Holy shit. Who was in the office? He um,
5: was one of Dwight's friends. It's one of the later season ones, oh, Eric, okay. so it might I not don't know jump one, for then. you, but he went to X-Men school with Dwight. I don't
2: know what you're talking about. The office <laughs> stops after season seven.
5: <laughs> I'm just happy that I knew more than you about it.
3: No, I think to Eric's point, like it and Caitlin, I think you brought up a good one too. Like it has a very, um, like, are you afraid of the dark vibe to it? Like it feels very like teenagery or like, you know, like between like nickelodeon spooky show with like exploding dicks and stuff which like <laughs> yeah. and to to eric's point about how like uh was the vhs of death or whatever the hell it was like it doesn't feel like it's trying too hard like it's gruesome and there's like definitely like cringy stuff that you're looking at but it doesn't feel like it's doing it just for shock value like it fit right. ve- very well with like the look of the movie which i really enjoyed
1: yeah, and if you take like the moral, the tiny bit of a moral spin, like John was saying, that they're putting on each one of those, the gore and stuff, it doesn't like Joe was saying, it doesn't go over the top. It fits kind of the moral they're going for, especially like the pregnancy one, was a big one. They're reversing angles on things there, so it all fit and made sense. And they, but I loved it too that they break down the writing to where before the chaos happened, spoiler alert, with that uh, pregnancy short. But even he was right before things burst. He's like, wait a minute, where is it coming from? And they're like, we're going to tell you. We're going to answer your questions. (laughs) Do you guys think like for me with
5: it too, like the morals, they had the, you know, the I I remember the actress's name is Caitlin, because that's my name too, but whoever her character was, uh, but they talked about, you know, she was like, these are getting kind of predictable and boring because they all have a moral to the story. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, totally. I liked her a lot. She was fun.
4: Do you, I mean, I feel like that college one is the standout. Like, it's
5: the one I feel like
2: I'm going to remember.
4: It was definitely positioned that way, right? Like, we've talked about this with other anthology films. Like, it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't, John.
2: My anthology theory is that you got, you got a banger up top. The second one is where you put your kind of like shitty thing. And then the third one, kind of where your like second act would be in a movie, is where you put your good shit.
4: So, so I, I know that that is your theory, but here's the thing that first, (laughs) that first thing, that first, uh, short it's the shortest one it's like yeah. five minutes it's long. very fast dude. yeah it's it's basically like it wets your appetite and so then it's awesome too I love that you're kind of yeah. like ready to go and then yeah. they hit you with the the college one which to me it I just think that they position that for like the highest possible impact basically mm. yeah it
1: kind of sets the tone for the rest of the movie and it gives you an idea on the well, humor and the, and the craziness you're in yeah there. and
4: it gets
2: you it gets it in there before you're potentially getting like tired or something or just kind of yeah. work out
3: yeah. But I
5: mean Well like, and it shows more than I thought it would, because like I said, it kind of had a haunted mansion vibe, and then I was like, Oh, whoa, whoa, here we go. <laughs> yes. There's
4: just, the dick. Um, <laughs> yep. I mean I think am gonna say that was, that was a prosthetic Joe, just to no. it <laughs> Oh my god. That was god. real John. I
2: know peen. The um, noises. I the scene is so fucking brilliant when, when he's like oh, it's so funny. when he's like, Where's it gonna come out? And they both <laughs> look at each other and they look at him and like the same way it went like the just the comedic delivery and all those yeah. lines was brilliant. I I mean,
3: the thing that I loved loved is like, there's really no weak segment in this, which I think is pretty rare for an anthology. Like, there's always at least one where you're like, I'm just going to skip through this because it's, you know, it's kind of dragging. And the the VHS
2: movies are very guilty of that, all of them. Yeah. Have have at least one that's
3: like, ooh. But to your point that you made earlier, like, they definitely fit well together and have the same sort of feel. So it doesn't feel like it's just four or five different stories thrown together. Like,. They, they all are pretty cohesive and like I I enjoyed like all, what was there five of them maybe like I thought they were all great dude if
2: you make them look yeah. nice and you make them look this like coherent visually you've already like done half the work to win me over because because yeah. yeah. it's not just like you could make a bunch of shorts that look bland and look the same but to actually have a real style and then have that kind of emanating throughout like this then I'm like I'm in but
5: Eric that's the production actually production was like that too like the the each one of the segments made really good use of slow-mo. Like, we see the octopus girl getting dragged. We see slow-mo and fast-mo sex scenes. We see, you know, slow-mo elevator scene, which was probably my favorite scene of the movie, The yes. that elevator scene oh, that's that slowed down. That so
3: well done, yeah.
5: Yeah. And the slow-mo fight at, in the last one, I feel like they all use slow-mo really well. They use montages really well and they all use the score really well. So it's like, I don't know, when you get a, a, an anthology like VHS or ABCs of death that are done by different directors, they feel choppy. And these are all yeah. sort of speaking the same language. Well,
4: it was, yeah. I mean, it's one guy, right? He wrote, he he wrote and directed all of them. So it's like, yeah. there's really, it's a consistency of vision for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like but, he man, might've, even if he did that for or that, whatever it was, the babysitter one he, as a short, and maybe he wrote around that. I mean, it's still, you know, he, it feels like he wrote this down or, you know, he created it as a cohesive vision,
1: but like <laughs> carrying off from what Caitlin was saying, they, he even did a good job with tying in the rapper, the rappers of this with around the anthology, which I was really impressed with. Cause usually in an anthology like this, that's where you kind of break down is going between your wraparound and your different shorts, but they're really cohesive here. It's pretty nice.
2: Um, Caitlin, you had brought up over email um, just some of the like gender stuff going on in this college one because it's they, it, it's a very heavy like theme in it.
5: Yeah, there's some gender sort of subversion or inversion in quite a few of the segments. But yeah, the one with the frat boy, I mean, when, you're, when two parties are involved in a hookup, you don't expect the pregnant party to be the frat boy. But uh, I had mentioned that when I was at UVA, uh, the fraternities at UVA were so notoriously bad that it had to have seminars on diversity from the minority rights coalition. And I was a part of the feminist group on campus, surprising nobody. And um, my job was to write and present the curriculum on feminism to frat guys. And um, I will say that leveraging the best
4: jobs of all time. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
5: truly, You were paid a lot Um, of money, I would assume, too. So much (laughs) paid in like sticky soles of my shoes, sticking to the disgusting floor. Um, (laughs) But I will say that that guy's leveraging of the sexual revolution in order to get laid is exactly a frat boy's understanding of feminism. So accurate. Bravo.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what I really appreciate about that is like, it's such a good example. Those themes are running through that whole thing. They're very out front, but they're, they're so well, they built the story around it and they were like, they made it really entertaining and funny and shocking around it. Right. Which to me is always going to be a way more effective way to use stuff like that than just, just having a character stand there and be like gender things like it's, this is, it's a part of the story in a really satisfying
1: way. It's like we always complain about with the uh, movies that have a message like that. <laughs> when they're bad, they're beating you over the head of this. And this one doesn't at all. It's it, really organic.
2: And it's some great tales from the crypt style. Like we saw this person do a bad thing and now we're going to see bad things happen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Was gender things the title of your uh, PowerPoint presentation, Caitlin? When you were...
5: <laughs> gender things No, it and was stuff. please put on a shirt. You have a guest <laughs> in your house. Oh. They were oh. all shirtless. It's so Gross. awkward.
3: It's <laughs> uh, the uniform, right?
4: Uh, so what else, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you the, the moment in this that literally made me, I don't want to say gasp. I don't, I don't know if I audibly gasped. But when uh, in the in the husband wife one, when she falls over and you realize sort of what has oh. happened, that to me I was I, I was laughing. I mean, it was so it's so grim. Yeah, I so mean, like
2: grim. I as I love the college one. I think it's the one that sticks out. It's the one that nails the most. I think of all of the elements, the humor, the gore, the shock value, like all of it. But this this story about this dude taking care of his like catatonic wife. First yeah. of all, it is fucking pitch black, dude. But it yeah, it's it trying is. to make and you laugh so and it makes you feel uncomfortable it because too. it's funny. Like, it's funny. He's
5: like rolling sushi and making these beautiful meals and then he just like slaps Puts them in, in the
2: letter. Yeah. It's, it's so, so disgusting. The... It I can't even watch that. Like, that is almost more disgusting <laughs> to me than anything else in the movie.
3: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the pregnancy one is kind of the most shocking, but like that, the wife one, I thought was my favorite, like hands down. Like, it's so depressing, but yet funny. And then once it gets in the elevator, it's just bananas. Like, I loved it. I thought that it's, whole scene was shot. The great. acting
2: yeah. is so good, and it's the subtle stuff too, right? It's like before shit pops off, it's the scene where the woman in the elevator is telling him like about how when her husband died, she like had this whole second life, and he starts thinking about it. And then the next yeah. scene, he's talking to the doctor, and he's like, hey, he, she could live like another year. And you just see this. It's subtle, but you just, he's like crestfallen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just they're really dialing into like the pathos of this story in a way that is the the balls on someone to write this story and be like, we're going to make this funny as hell. Like, I, yeah. I honestly can't even yeah. like get myself in that headspace that someone must have been in to do that.
3: <laughs> well, it, let's go around the horn. Would you have killed your wife?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you first, Joe.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, the doctor seemed to tell him it was cool, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I
4: just, I love the doctor was like, no one will ever know. Yeah, <laughs> no. I don't think okay. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> he has
5: to feed her to the sharks. So.
4: And then yeah. the like, you yeah. know,
2: <laughs> but it's really well dialed into to just, I don't know, like he, uh, human embarrassment and like being mortified, like where he, he put the body in the trunk, but like didn't think about the blood. And then he turns around, and it's all over the elevator and he starts trying to mop it up with like a hand towel. Like you just you've never been in a situation, but you just feel exactly what he's feeling in that moment. And it's fucking brutal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, I called in the email. I called that one, like probably the weaker, the weakest out of all of them, but that's not to say I didn't think it was a great short. It was good. And it was funny. And then my, my reply to that was, I think, It's probably not the weakest uh, short throughout the whole anthology, but as far as the pace of this movie goes, that middle one with the man taking care of his wife is the most jarring because it switches over to so black and it starts out slow and it takes a minute for them to set that black humor pace to it, which is not bad. It pays off. I'm just saying it's like the most jarring as far as everything that's in this movie. We've talked about how cohesive it was. Well, it's the most
5: jarring,
3: but it's also the most like, oh, sorry, go ahead.
5: I was gonna, it's just it, it's juxtaposed with like slapstick because he's kind of yeah. like the blood is spilling out he's using his coat to mop it up he's like i was like he's gonna go whoop 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 and like slip in it you know
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's the only one that also is like this is gonna sound bad but like somewhat relatable right like because <laughs> yeah. everything else has like in uh, a part of like supernatural you know there's the you know the one with like the octopus coming out of the wall and stuff like that's stuff that's not gonna happen in real life. Versus this one that actually makes you think like, well, if I was in this situation, like what would I do? Which <laughs> I you know a, was that
5: welfare a welfare check combo? on your wife. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. you oh, Leslie you and, and Leslie agreed
3: that like, yeah, we would bump each other off. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> cool. Well, as long as that's you're in good. agreement, then I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you
0: yeah,
3: yeah, really. I I just mean, like a... it's gonna be like years and I'm just drooling, like that's no life for me either. So I'm I'm yeah. on board.
2: <laughs> I'm lucky, bro. <laughs> I don't know,
4: you could watch, you know horror movies just drooling on yourself I guess
5: <laughs> not so different from now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow Darned. okay um, <laughs>
4: random question how old do you guys think Clancy Brown is I think he is 63 he's gotta be in his 70s so alright good cause I thought he was I was like he could be 80 like for all I know he's 62 years old <gasps> oh, dude oh, I was so wow. close oh, holy yeah. shit <laughs> I like, honestly, John, about-
2: I am really good at that game and I have no idea why.
4: Yeah, he, I mean, I just feel like he's been in stuff forever. Like, I feel yeah. like he's been around, you know, as far as he I had know. Yeah, something
5: like 400 credits. I was like, oh my God.
4: Yeah. I can't yeah, think yeah, I of anything so
2: prior to like the early 90s though. Like, what was he in in the 80s? Uh, Highlander.
4: So that would have made him our yeah. 30
2: in the early 90s, which makes sense. He was sense. in an
4: episode of the Dukes of Hazzard in 83. See, I Ooh, think that everyone.
2: he I think that he's really big and he's kind of got like a Cro-Magnon face, so I think he just looks older than he is. Like he's just no, always, he's always
4: like he's always looked 40. Yeah, now that I've like read this, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay. But they make him in this movie." Well, all right, can we also talk about his teeth in this movie? Did <laughs> I don't know that why. I do not know
3: why you're so fixated on his teeth.
4: Well, because they made it look like he had 50s. <laughs> yeah, he was some yeah. kind of yeah. demon Weird. caretaker.
3: Listen, and I had like a lover. long conversation about, like, are people just okay with the way this guy looks? Like, do people <laughs> show up to this mortuary and they're like, yeah, this is totally fine. Yeah, my fine. kid cool. died.
4: Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's, yeah. let's have this guy do the reading. Yeah. Like oh he's just old. <laughs> yeah. It was also weird that he was the one like presenting at the kid's funeral. It's like yeah, is that yeah, how this works have... in this town? <laughs> it's like I at one point see. you stand out like
3: you don't usually give speeches. Like that's not your deal. <laughs>
4: <laughs> not when you run the mortuary. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> My favorite credit for
1: Clancy Brown though is still Mr. Krabs. No, one hundred percent.
4: He's got a lot of good credits. I mean, to be oh cool, yes. Yeah.
3: He was the the asshole prison guard in a uh, Shawshank Redemption. Like oh, yeah. that's what I always that's, remember him
4: at. So that's well, kind of where two, he's like pe- the abusive stepfather,
2: right? Pet Cemetery yep. two. Yeah, who become he becomes a zombie at some point too. Yeah. Movie.
1: My but, first exposure was as the Kurrigan in uh, the Highlander movie, the very first one. Oh, interesting. It's good stuff. He's terrifying.
2: I would I would guess, especially people our age, that like Shawshank is the the go to on that yeah. one. But yeah, yeah,
3: for sure the adventures of buckaroo Banzai. i'm just looking through his imdb now
2: what you got joe? Yeah, I yeah, I, let's Banzai. do it joe i he's love done a good a
4: ton of a uh, ton of voice work i love great, a good, yeah. i love a good guy,
2: imdb so. search show what else you got
3: uh i his first movie was in uh 83 bad boys not that one
2: uh
3: <laughs> <laughs> boys, which surprised me because i do feel like he's been around for 300 years oh, what's
2: he gonna so. do yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, this is fun, guys. Anything else? Revenge of the Nerds 3,
2: It was in. Oh, which one was that? Was that the... Weaker, weaker of the Revenge of the Nerds. Was that the, songs? like, beach party one with, like, the island? No,
3: that was part two, Nerds in Paradise. I like part two. Yeah. Uh, part three Coral was the next video. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he is, uh, Eric, you'll be excited to know Clancy Brown's going to be in the upcoming Dexter reboot. Huh? Yeah. He's the big bad. I'm not going to watch it, because that show
2: turned into... Fu- Unless they fired everyone who worked in that show and hired an entirely new cat like crew...
4: Then presumably they're going to let some of those people come back. No, us? then I'm then I'm, I'm out. Di- well, I, d- totally. I don't disagree with you to be clear. I'm just, I'm going to uh, need to
2: contact trace anyone responsible for the first <laughs> iteration of Dexter <laughs> and make sure none of them came in contact with Dude, this. Y'all is not, what has he been doing? Like, like no. I need to make That's sure, sure dead that dead. the new show is not infected by
3: the old one before I will get anywhere near it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Eric's but got virus that. on the brain.
3: <laughs> I thought there was like a statement they put out that said like, the reboot will fix the. Well, it's uh, the funny. So I lesson. saw uh,
2: like they've got Michael C. Hall out on the interview train the last couple of weeks, and the headlines I keep seeing is like Michael C. Hall would like to make up for the finale of Dexter. And I, I <laughs> yeah, keep exactly. shouting to saw, myself too. in my room like it's the last four seasons, dude. It's not just the finale.
0: <laughs> you oh, can't yeah. think. There it were back. structural problems that <laughs> led to the finale,
2: but that's not the problem. That's like saying yeah. the problem is I died, not what happened before, like not what caused the death. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that fucking show! That me. show peaked with John Lithgow. Here's the worst thing about the Dexter finale is that you know what was going on at the same time, John? This
0: the not last where I thought this episode. Was the, going. Yeah.
2: the last season of Breaking Bad was happening at the same time. Like literally, uh, they no, were right. literally they were like adjoining days. So like one night you'd watch Dexter last season show, the next night you're watching like the greatest season of television yeah, ever like, produced.
0: What the fuck? And it could <laughs> what not what have been a like, more cool, stark
2: contrast. So...
5: That's
0: that's
2: tough. anyway, Caitlin, Definitely. you have any more smart shit to say about the mortuary collection? What she got?
5: I never have a smart shit to say. What's in, that, no. what's in that
2: notebook over there? Hit me with your best. <laughs> I feel like this is a lot of pressure to put on someone
3: on their first episode. <laughs> she's say she's something up. Else smart now.
5: She's up for it. <laughs> um, no, I feel like, you know, I wanted to talk about the gender. Um, have getting pregnant we have i mean when you think about domestic caretaking usually historically that's been women's work and that's sort of inverted here uh even the slasher babysitter trope is inverted here in terms of gender and uh, i don't know exactly what they were trying to again. i don't know what the oh, it's my first time
0: no i don't know no, no one cares <laughs> <laughs> we're, a la- we're a year late we on this movie.
5: I mean, the penis exploded. The biggest spoiler has been Oof. spoiled. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't but, know what the messaging was supposed to be around gender, but I—it's se- certainly something I picked up on. Yeah.
1: See, I didn't pick. I didn't think the babysitter murder was necessarily. Like, purposely based on gender, but just kind of to turn it up as far as a babysitter murderer. But I also thought that one was, as far as, like, all of these, that was the one I was able to predict the easiest mm. on where they were going with that yeah. short. Caitlin's well, just- I don't know
5: that it was, like, I think it was just an element that I that I picked up on. I don't know that it was, you know, supremely relevant to to the, you know, how that story unfolded. But, you know, certainly yeah. different from the, you know, Halloween sort of tropes oh definitely kaylin you're probably
2: well, the, the only other person point. here who picked this up but did you pick up i know there's like some there's some pretty overt halloween references at one point did you pick up the scream reference no at the end there is a character like in the last like 20 minutes there's a uh kill where a character drops a tv on another character's head that is like shot for shot from the ending of
1: scream
5: but we get wow. to see like the smush happen. But they show the we, smush, like, which is we awesome. We the perspective yeah. of the smush.
1: For sure, <laughs> yeah. that was a great shot.
5: Not cool. Jersey Shore smush, but I was about
3: to say, in the smush room was it? That... <laughs>
5: <laughs> I was don't waiting for give you. Him, to.
4: Don't give him these openings, please. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we, oh, work, we work very hard, to guys. You guys, John hasn't
2: seen Scream or the Jersey Shore. He's feeling really left oh, out right come now. Come
4: on, <laughs> <laughs> I one of those. You've never seen mean the Jersey Shore. I mean, like I'm—I've like walked by the TV when Suzanne was watching it. You know what? Like,
2: I, I used to love Jersey Shore, and now I can't escape this deep-down fear that it's somehow responsible for Trump, and I don't think I can enjoy it anymore.
4: <laughs> Dude, that's not crazy.
2: No, I like I can't. That? Even even my my one particular favorite kind of ignorance—I feel like I can't celebrate it anymore, John.
5: I would love right. to see a Venn diagram of, like, Jersey Shore, mm. uh, Capital Rioters, and see where the overlap
3: happens. <laughs> I'm curious, like, how Coming these two connect. You,
2: Joe. <laughs> it's, it's the celebration of ignorance, Joe.
3: it. Uh, I mean, we don't need to get listen, into it. Listen, I understand why
2: you're a little defensive about this, but I, I, I said what I said. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. shit. laughs> I mean...
3: The guy who lives near Boston, I yeah. think, is in any... Uh,
2: <laughs> Actually, Joe, I live near Worcester, which is even worse.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, pretty much your city is known for like Dunkin' Little Donuts Boston. and racism. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: okay, guys, anybody else have anything to say about the Mortuary Collection? Cool. Would you recommend this movie, Joe?
1: Yeah, definitely. John? Yes. Casey? Absolutely. Caitlin? for
2: sure. Same. If we had watched this last year, it might have lifted my mood at some point. John, why couldn't we have done this instead of like the 20 genocide movies we reviewed? <laughs> Just saying. I could have used more mortuary collection. Yeah, I do I'm like,
4: ready for another genocide. Let's, let's <laughs> get back <laughs> on <laughs> that. Like John's great. like, we've been really having sure. yeah, we've been up, too
3: happy lately. The ninth installment of our locked in a house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's
2: take a quick break and do some fan mail. 2021, and you're still stuck inside. It's the perfect time for horror. So, if you're looking for streaming horror, look no further than Shudder.com. We've been using it here at BGH since the beginning, and it's quickly become the go to place for every subgenre of horror you could imagine. It has everything from exclusive original films and series to horror classics and blockbuster hits. This month, check out exclusive titles like A Discovery of Witches Season 2, Hunted, The Walking Dead, World Beyond, and The Queen of Black Magic. To try Shutter Free for 30 days, go to Shudder.com and use promo code BGH.
1: For the movie, Rolling Stone magazine calls a delicious blend of fun and fright that's smashingly scary funny it was exciting it's a
0: scream baby the whole thing is fun
4: never
1: say i'll be right back i'll be right back Ah. sensational terrific entertainment says the la times scream is
5: sexy i was (laughs) screaming at the top of my lungs and laughing hysterically all at the same time scream
3: this is great you have to see it rated r now playing
2: Hi there, I'm Judith O'Day from George Romero's original Night of the Living Dead*, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror.
1: bloody good horror don't
2: fall asleep and we're back caitlin eric what's up dude just chilling. What you got going on? You want to tell people about uh, Thor's Hour of Thunder? I was on that show recently.
5: You were. I liked that episode a lot. Um, yeah. So Danny, our friend Librario Congress on Twitter and Slack, um, he's been doing Thor's Hour of Thunder for. Very long time. I think we're about to hit 800 episodes. God damn. I say we, but that's all, Danny. I've been on for like the past year and a half or so. He's been very gracious to to have me on. But yeah, Eric, you were on. Uh, we've had Sophie on before. Cece's been on before. Um, one space lawyer has been on as a regular for the past year or so. Um, so, and we're gonna have Elizabeth on in a couple of weeks. Uh, Joe Ferry from Slack was also on recently. So, um, lots of we we call ourselves like the. The Kmart, Big Lots, BGH, little brother. Like we, we want to be, we want to be in the in the universe, but we're just kind of hanging on the sidelines. But um, no, we we look at movies that are, that we think are sort of underseen or that we just want to check out. Um, actually, this uh this past week we did we're doing hometown movies, and you guys might not know this about me, but I am from Richmond, Virginia. Oh, And okay, okay. my hometown movie was uh, Donnie Darko because it takes place in the suburb of Richmond where I grew up. So. Um, if you I... want to hear Danny talk about his um, time leaving Slack to go masturbate and come back, then that's a great one to listen to.
0: <laughs> <Anyway>. I...
5: <laughs> Give me that sweet, sweet download, Joe, and then you'll see.
3: It's I... a website. Where do you have to go? <laughs> it's not watching you. <laughs> like...
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm feeling you like your web came off. You weren't mean, providing
5: the content he needed at the time, so he left and came back. <laughs>
3: interesting. Just I leave mean, the tab. Ninety-nine percent huh? of the masturbation happens in front of the internet, right? Like right. I yeah.
2: <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, I, dude, I had so much fun being on the show. I mentioned this a few weeks ago after it went live, but we reviewed the '80s version of Babes in Toyland with like a just completely lost Keanu Reeves and mm-hmm. a in the throes of addiction Drew Barrymore at age like eleven or like. I think it was on the show somebody mentioned an ante- reading an anecdote about her smoking cigarettes in between takes and she's straight up just like a little kid like it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy the movie's one of the weirdest oh rich and Richard uh, Richard Mulligan as like the evil dude who lives in a bowling ball with like crow sidekick it's, it's the fucking weirdest movie I've ever seen <laughs> and I had a lot of it fun pick,
5: it was a good pick thank you for I had a ton of fun but- yeah is Danny that? is a total sweetheart, and he loves bloody good horror. He was so so excited to have you on, and um, I mean, he yeah, must have been doing that people. show
2: since before us. If he's done eight hundred episodes, like I don't, too, he must yeah, have been doing I that think shit he's since like two thousand three. About ten
5: years, so
0: i been
2: doing it at twelve though. How does he do multiple mm-hmm. episodes? Have we just skipped that many weeks? There's no way we skipped two hundred weeks. <laughs> i need to know this now danny if you're listening let's let's get to the bottom <laughs> well, of this, map. this, Info app, this. so <laughs> if you want to listen to that you can google or like search in your podcast app thor's hour of thunder and it should come up and now uh, it was a recent episode i was on in december so there you go uh well Kaylin, um we are very glad to have you here tonight so thanks for joining us Info at bloodygoodhorror.com is the email address. No, uh, that's that's it. No email this week, Joe. I did was gonna ask though if there's a cameo we should be playing, but I don't have anything pulled up.
3: Oh, you know what? There there was only one this week, and it was I I think Tim was the gentleman's name that I did it for, and it was possibly my most spastic. It was at like (laughs) three in the afternoon. I was having a terrible day at work. The only thing I had had that day at all was coffee. So it was just, yeah.
4: How do you make Things it that happen. far without so, eating? <laughs> yeah. You're doing uh, a dry January, Joe. You got to treat your body right, man. When people had,
2: tell me like, oh, I, I didn't know. eat anything until dinner. I'm like, I would have dropped dead. I'm not Joe. Like yeah. you would have found me in a, in a like diabetic coma in, in my office. Like, this. yeah.
3: I mean, my day is just back to back conference calls. So but like you're literally in your house I'll just, just look up and it's like,
2: just like, I don't, I don't know, man. That's crazy. It blows my mind. I'm going to send man. you a care I, package, Joe. I
3: appreciate that. Uh, we do have tweets, though, if that's what you're alluding to. Well, hold on, before uh, we do that,
2: Joe, you wanted, you very much wanted to talk about Girl Scout cookies.
3: I did, but there's actually a tweet about it, which I, I sent you a message. You didn't see it, but so we sure didn't. didn't. Well, I guess uh, we can start tweets. I'll read this one first. Uh, we're on Twitter at BG Uh Every week we post up the hashtag AskBGH if you want to send in a question, we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, Sinister Six, uh, one of our buddies on Slack as well, Joe. I'd like to buy some Girl Scout cookies and take advantage of the free delivery, but I live in Atlanta. Will that be a problem? I don't think there is free delivery, but uh, <laughs> I will say I, uh, I posted up on like my own personal stuff over the um, I think the weekend or a few days back uh, that my daughter was selling Girl Scout cookies. And unbelievable, like thanks to our listeners and um, our Slack folks and like my friends and family. She sold like over 200 boxes within a day, and it was unreal. The the response. So I, I just want to thank everybody that that bought them. Uh, if you do want to buy them from my my wonderful daughter, uh, I've got a link to them on my uh, my Instagram. That's uh, Joe Bgh on Instagram. You can you can go there. Um, but yeah, thank you guys very much. I I appreciate it. Um, our friend Chizzy Wiz. Uh, that's Erica, formerly of Night of the Living Podcast that, that you might be familiar with. You guys okay? You remember when we thought the purge was satire? Would Eric BGH call this shenanigans?
2: You ever have that feeling lately when somebody asks if you're okay and you're just like, uh... Like I read that tweet today and I was just like, I don't know. I don't know how to yeah. answer that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: My response, like on calls and stuff, when anyone asks how I'm doing, my just response now is like, "Whatever, it doesn't
2: matter." Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck off with your questions, okay? Like I'm here. What do you want from me?
3: Uh, Erie, Arizona. You're a pro wrestler. What song do you pick as your theme music when you walk into the ring? And he included this amazing animated gif of King Kong Bundy sitting at a computer, which I don't think I've seen before. It's wonderful. Um, King Kong so Bundy. So, if you're a wrestler, yeah, entrance music.
2: King Kong Bundy is one of the funniest wrestlers of all time. He's just like shaped like an egg, kind of.
3: Yeah. He's, do you remember WrestleMania three where he uh, wrestled Hillbilly Jim and two little people?
2: <laughs> and he does. Um, he does a lot of interviews now. Like that's a thing now, where old wrestlers were, we're do interviews and just tell all the insane stories, and they get like people pay oh, them I to can do the interviews. Imagine. He is a. He's just an asshole. Like I don't think anybody likes him. He's also a prick on top of it all. Like nobody liked working with mm. him. It's
4: not a. It's not a good business strategy. Just. No, throw that out there. Uh, but any music, music, anybody? I,
5: um, so mis- um, I always said that if, <coughs> said that if I were a politician, my walk on stage music, which I'm going to sort of say it's the same thing here, would be the theme from for the Wicked Witch of the West. You know, like the... <laughs> the- How about... Uh... I, was like the-
1: I would go with any Weird Al polka.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm going to
2: say the theme to the Golden
4: Girls. Ooh, <laughs> China, Different kind of vibe. I was gonna go theme to the Golden Girls. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I always liked. Uh, there was that episode of The Simpsons where Homer's a boxer and he comes out to "Why can't we be friends?" I thought that was, <laughs> yeah, Why can't, I thought that was. Yeah, well he
0: told us. was he Tin Can <laughs> Homer? Or something like
2: that. <laughs> yeah.
3: He was fighting Mike Tyson, and he comes yeah. out to that. Dredrick Tate. Remember
2: when that show was funny yeah. like 75 years ago?
3: I, I, it may still be. I don't know. Yeah. God bless it. It is yeah uh horror squad pod i don't it's, have any it's, of you checked out the dark and the wicked yet uh it was one of the best of 2020 and feel most of you would love it i've never we, heard of it i
1: haven't heard No, it. we, we looked not seen it, it i'm excited for it we huh.
4: looked at it as one of our end of year like we were trying to cram in a bunch of stuff at the end of the year and that was that was on the list um i will just say the trailer made it look Pretty depressing. It was definitely in more of like the Eric Genocide camp. Uh, than I so I thought. should,
2: so I should like make a note of this for the next time you suggest it for the show.
4: No, no. no. I mean, we. I think we might still want to check it out, but check out the trailer. I don't know. Right. I've heard, uh, I've heard good things.
3: Uh, next up, Lovecraft tapes. How many stories in an anthology is the perfect amount? I think three is too few. Four is okay. Five is perfect, and more than that has to really earn it. Uh, thanks for answering my Which Beer Would You Be last week. John is definitely Zima, and Rolling Rock was my first six pack. Uh, uh,
4: I just feel like, and I'm actually surprised none of you read this because this movie was, I think, an hour and 50 minutes. Is that right? It, it was, was pretty long, movie. yeah,
3: but yeah. didn't feel it much. No, and that's, surprised. I was
4: waiting for Eric to go on a rant. Um, so that's the problem with five is it's like cramming five into like less than two hours feels like you're rushing. I mean, look, if there's no wraparound story, I guess it's workable, but I don't know. I really
1: nice. liked how they did it in this one though, with that little stinger at the beginning that was not part of the wrapper. So yeah. that little five minute short threw me off. So I yeah, thought it's that like was a, a nice way to add more in. It's like an aperitif. Yeah.
4: No, definitely. That That's true. I mean, if you go that route, sure. Or you could go ABCs of death route and they're like, there's it's a 30 second. Movie. 30 seconds, it didn't bother
2: yeah. me because I liked it all, but it's a little weird to just have one tiny little short thing and not have another one thrown in there somewhere, I guess. But I but yeah. the movie's almost two hours, so I didn't like need more time.
3: Uh next up from Skiz Butt. What was your worst first date? Uh did you pick a bad restaurant? Did you say something stupid? Do you miss did you miss your chance to show them your world-class love making skills, Joe?
5: Uh, i don't really have an answer to this did it really say joe or did you add that it did. No, did people, it really i mean did. like i don't
2: see like oh. there was a period where i feel like when maybe when we were younger and dating we're like i don't know like you you didn't really go on kind of dates the way you do now because of online dating like now every first meet is like you just meet a stranger and go on a date but that's not joe do you understand what i'm saying like oh i feel like when we were younger and courting it was more like you were in a place with a bunch of other people, you know, like, yeah, yeah know. you
3: went out with a group. You know? Right.
2: Which I think is way better than like just cold oh, meeting a stranger from an app. But that's me.
3: Yeah. Cause I've never had like a terrible day, but I d- definitely had like one where we went out to eat. We went to Alpac Steakhouse, um, which, you know, <laughs> no big deal. And it was just, you could tell like two minutes in, I'm like, this <laughs> isn't going to go well and I don't want to be here, but then you got to like sit through dinner. Right. And like, you were just like
4: that's it. it i'm ordering
0: two blooming onions yeah <laughs> two Bloomin
2: onions. i love that you're just you're just shoving blooming in your mouth talking with your mouth open just
3: like they're so good they're so good it's a
5: great do you really do date food dip? for your first kiss of blooming onion
3: yeah. yeah it's like you, we'll you have really one for want an appetizer do. and then i'll have one as my entree <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: god it's <That's> disgusting <laughs>
3: Oh, my God. Uh, anybody, though? Anybody have a terrible date?
1: No. I, don't I took have... a girl out. I asked a girl out like right after I graduated high school working at the grocery store. She didn't talk a lot at work, but she always laughed at my jokes and stuff. So I asked her out. That's Turns out most... she didn't talk hardly at all. We went to a movie and like dinner, and she said maybe two words <laughs> to me the entire <laughs> night. And I'm like, I don't know what to do at this point. So I'm like, okay, let's go. Casey, Casey yeah, that whole fun. story
2: is the most adorable thing I've ever heard. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys know me I'm fairly outgoing and can talk to inanimate objects if needed that was like the first time in my life I'd ever met somebody I was stumped on how to get a conversation out of
3: yeah
2: yeah, that's yeah, rough because I'm even, that, like, I'm you even... Don't... go ahead
3: no, no, I was gonna say like the moment I realized that like she didn't enjoy my like goofy banter, I'm like, this isn't gonna go well. Like this, because yep. this is what you get. Like <laughs> well, there's nothing that's, else yeah, here.
4: That's ninety five percent. To Casey's point, right? like some, yeah.
2: some people have social anxiety, but if if the other person kind of gets it and can gently kind of <laughs> take the lead in the conversation, then it they loosen up and it's fine. But I've met those people you're talking about, Casey. We're just like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not getting anything here. <laughs>
3: uh all right that's it for tweets we'll hop over to instagram uh we're on there at bloody good horror uh every tuesday we post up if you just want to send in questions we'll i'll reply with stupid dumb answers and then we'll talk about it on here uh first up though from uh, our friend who refuses to use the uh the form <laughs> would you work with the deceased how much do you think they make like if I'm doing hair and makeup on the deceased, what would you guess financially I could expect <laughs> shot in the dark? <laughs> I love Fifty sixty K oh,
5: you know who you know who has an answer to this is Mary, because her husband used to do this for a living.
3: Oh, really? Interesting. My father, yeah, I I, yeah. I learned later in life was uh well, he's still alive, I don't know why I said it like that. He was <laughs> originally gonna go to school for like a mortuary's <laughs> assistant, um, but ended up being an accountant. Which you know, uh, I would work with the dead. Like I have no problem. I'm not like nervous about them coming back or anything.
0: Doesn't
4: matter. Uh, I don't think I could do it. If I'm being honest, I yeah. I also I don't think I could do it. I don't know that I like I could touch a dead person. I just mm, I, don't, I don't think I could. I, I don't think I could. I could I'm not top could of touch, my list of
3: things. I could touch a dead person, Joe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: got you. Joe does have that story about seeing Frank and Hooker at a really young age.
3: Yeah, It was <laughs> with your brother. Who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got some others here. So, what's a BGH crew review recommendation that nearly broke your friendship uh broke your friendship with them? Hmm. <laughs> I actually so it's funny. I read this question this morning and I was about to go off for a run, so I decided to listen to this episode, but I for years have been convinced that Eric loved House of the Devil. Um, no. So that's the first thing that popped in my head when I read this uh, tweet. Yeah, you've always said you don't like it, but I'm like, I swear to God, on that episode, you said you loved it. So I went back and listened to it. Turns out, again, I was wrong, much like Dan Aykroyd. uh No, you, you didn't like it. <laughs>
2: now, although um, I have weirdly, like I, after seeing it on the last drive in, I've gained more of an appreciation for it, but I still think not enough things happen. I still think a yeah. lot of it is Ty West smelling his own farts.
3: It's funny listening to that old episode. I kind of want to go back and watch it again. Um, but yeah. I don't know. There was a lot like it's weird. Like we've talked about how uh, like more subdued I was, which I didn't didn't think was true, but there's at one point where Eric said that um Ty Wes understands the like something about like cinema like some ridiculously pompous thing you said, Eric, and I didn't say a <laughs> word. <laughs> like you, oh yeah, you so you were you were
2: surprised you were surprised that old you didn't get come back after I said yes, whatever that yeah.
3: was Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. running and I'm literally like screaming in my neighborhood like what the fuck is wrong no, with I've, you No I I've Ryan? actually like, Joe <laughs>
2: I've actually said that to you that when I've gone back and listened to early Joe episodes you're weirdly serious to a degree that makes me uncomfortable like I don't like it Yeah Yeah
3: uh, but my my response was the um the prom night episode. Like I think that almost broke you and yeah, John. Yeah, right?
2: although John and I, I mean, that was episode eighteen. So we, I wouldn't even yeah. know if we were friends at that point. We barely knew yeah. each other. Um, I was trying I to. I was think. definitely
4: considering my life decisions at that point. That's.
2: I sure. man, I wish I had seen this because, and like, I'd have to look over an episode list. But there were definite ones where we've had some real heated arguments.
3: Uh. Wait, yeah, did I, I mean, skip I... people's tweets? Did I just yeah <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah I got I got some messages that you were skipping some tweets
3: did they use the uh, hashtag I'm gonna go back and look now while we're sorry I didn't mean to cut cut you guys off about um...
5: about your decaying friendship
3: yeah uh, here I'm gonna look this up and we'll read the next one uh, y'all wanna snuggle
2: I could, go, I, could, I could go for some snuggling actually yeah. it's winter time I'm down <laughs>
3: Uh, next up. Wait, no, no, and no, now no. I, Joe, I,
2: you're going to read that without reading your response, which I really enjoyed.
3: Uh, oh no, I think I just said like I have intimacy issues. Like. <laughs> yeah, I just I was like pointing out. Which, I mean, it's I think actually we're actually
0: accurate.
3: Yeah, it's you know not all the the responses have to be jokes, John. And <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> now, like, I, I got a feeling this is going to become a reoccurring thing where we're just mildly trolling, John. Can we get a recount for anything for Jackson? I can't figure out the math.
2: I mean it's fine, guys. The more people do this, the less
4: I'm for I will say. If we were gonna recount, we would have to bring Save Yourselves and uh, yeah. uh what well, you know, Mortuary in and then who the hell knows? Yeah.
1: You know? Then it changes everything.
3: You know what to jump back over to Twitter. It looks like I didn't miss a couple from uh, our buddy Chase uh, in spirit of tonight's episode, what other traumatic birth slash pregnancies in movies come to mind?
4: Well, Inside is is like the
1: yeah, that's, the that's pinnacle. The uh, yeah.
4: There, what was that movie? Uh, Rosemary's oh. Baby. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, that's no. No. Uh, no, we watched one recently where there was the woman who was pregnant who was like making revenge killings. I can't remember what the hell the plot was at this point. <laughs> Pre-vent. Oh, I remember Pre-vent. that. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Good call. I, I mean, anytime there's one, yeah. yeah, no, no, sure.
3: Anytime there's a pregnancy in a horror movie, like I get like real nervous. Like I just don't like that. <laughs>
4: Dude, all-time classic, The Brood. I don't know, yes, if you yeah, it. it's, yeah. it's sort of a birth situation.
1: All I could say for say is one time Colleen well, and I, I watched the beginning of uh, Redneck Zombies from Trauma and there was a scene at the very beginning with the pregnant lady and zombies and we noped right the hell out. <laughs> there you go. Um that's the only I one I, I can find that I'm can... of pregnancy.
5: Oh. Uh, and uh, I was I'm terrified of pregnancy and um Chase theorized that it's because I watched Rosemary's Baby too young. But I don't think that's true. I think I'm just scared of it.
1: Could I mean, he, could both of both? those things could yeah. be true. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It is pretty scary. Uh,
3: that's the only tweet I can find that I missed. So anybody else, I think you did it wrong. and thats I'll stick to that, <laughs> even if it turns out I am wrong. Um, all right, here, back to Instagram. What is something everybody loves except you? Mine is Baby Yoda. Uh, my and response please. is Lord of the Rings. Like oh. I, I just don't get it.
4: I've never. I se- thought you were saying you didn't like Baby Yoda, Joe, and I was about to. Like no, th- no. I. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't get the obsession
2: with Trick or Treat. Like I rewatched it this year and enjoyed mm-hmm. it more than the first time I saw it. But people, people are. Crazy about this movie, and I don't like. I get it. There's a lot of jack lanterns that doesn't make it a good movie. It's just I entertaining.
4: Was if someone wants to go back and listen to the episode that we did on it, I think I was anti that movie when we watched it. It's fine. And I've it's a fine. I've movie. always felt that way. Where I was like, I don't like people. It's like, you know, I think it really I, benefited. I, I from, it. it really benefited from being one of
2: the last things ever that will be like shelved for three years because a company doesn't know what to do with it. Because now. If he made the movie now, I would just go to Shutter or Netflix or something. But they didn't. It was it had a mythos behind it before it was released, and I think that was a lot of it.
1: I think it all works for people because of the atmosphere and it's a really good atmosphere to tie into halloween more so than the movie and quality of the stories itself
2: right that's what i'm saying there's a thousand jack-o'-lanterns and people jizz themselves over it and i don't get
5: (laughs) (laughs) this is the second time that you've used jizz yourself (laughs) that
2: is not tonight that is not true
1: no
5: no in recent uh uh, oh
1: no he uses it a lot that's yeah it's a recurring theme also who
2: doesn't who doesn't love baby yoda come on it's
4: delightful uh all
3: right next up do you make your own tortillas or use store-bought? Store-bought. store bought? Store
2: bought. Store bought. Store lot. Jody go wheat or corn?
3: Uh I usually go corn.
2: Soft or hard? Soft. Yeah. I always we had wheat growing up. I never had a corn tortilla and then when I discovered yeah. like how you kind of like front you fry them up a little they're delicious.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, my neighbor, we we had taco night at their house one night, and they made their own, and it was delicious. Um, and we keep talking about how we should just do it because it's super easy. But then we just didn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the, you know, th-
2: you yeah. just buy them. Like, why why you gotta make yeah. it yourself? Yeah, sure.
3: you work for that. Uh, what kinds of things belong in Jello?
1: Nothing,
2: bro. Yeah, I will get down with an Ambrosia salad. Oh, I will get down. I, I don't can't think do that the has texture any. change. So, we're talking Does that have what's jello in it though? Uh, Yeah. No, the base is jello. It's got like whipped, cre- like Cool Whip or whipped cream or something. There's usually pineapple. Yeah, pineapple. I think there's coconut in an ambrosia salad. Oh, and a uh, little marshmallows.
3: Mm. But it's not yeah, necessarily good I love set an jello salad.
2: Um, I think it's like, I think you mix it all together. So, I think it's like it's, like it, a it's in the mix. Yeah. It's
5: kind of soupy. Yeah. So good. Oh my God. Bro. I don't think it's soupy. <laughs> Maybe I've had bad eyebrows.
3: Yeah, I think you're you're getting wrong. <laughs> uh, what do you guys? Up, how do you guys feel about things in Jello? I'm fine. I'm not a huge Jello fan to begin with, but like pineapple, I think it's nice yeah, in Jello. I'm okay with that. You know what, oh, Joe? I just struggle with, with the so. texture,
2: Joe. I feel like you might with be with me on change. this. This is kind of like on a on a different route. I love fruitcake. I don't know what the deal with I don't people think I've hating ever fruitcake actually is. had fruitcake. It's delightful. I don't. Hmm. I don't get it. I'll give
3: it a go. Uh, favorite vegetable?
2: That's a good question. Favorite cabbage. vegetable is kind of a stretch.
5: Cabbage,
4: Brussels. Sprouts? Oh
5: no, green beans. I don't like well, either. What's the like little baby cabbages.
4: Mm,
3: no, no. Look, sprouted? I like
5: cabbage too. It's, cabbage is fine.
1: I'm from Indiana. It's got to be corn, right?
3: Yeah, I like corn a lot. I think I do enjoy um, like um, peas, like off the vine though, like those pot yeah. peas. I think
2: really roasted broccoli, like when you really get it seared, nice. Like that's really good. Yeah. Garlic and oil and salt and shit.
3: Uh, what should I get my partner for Valentine's Day? I mean, my response was the gift of not having to get each other stuff. Like, there's nothing that says I love you more than like not having to stress. Or
4: I was gonna say, why are you thinking about Valentine's Day? And then I was like, fuck, I guess it is like five months away. <laughs>
5: yeah. Yeah. not far off. Uh, I do uh, have my Valentine's cards ready, so if you want a Valentine from me, wow. Do you have mirror dress on Slack? <laughs>
3: uh, does anybody else have? I mean, sex no. Sex is always good. I missed it. Yeah, Sorry, what was the know. question?
1: Uh, what should I get my
3: partner for Valentine's Day?
1: Uh,
2: Valentine's Day is stupid.
1: Well, I was going to say after being married for the 23 years this year, usually it's safe, it's best to not go with. The best sex you've ever had in your life. I was going to say, isn't
2: that Roy says, like, a
3: Pam on an episode of
2: The <laughs> yeah. Office? He's like, let's get you home. You have know, the best sex you've ever had. <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, people should bake more. I think that's a solution. Agreed.
2: Yeah, baking's cool, I could dig it. I like it.
3: We I got to, like, not toot my own horn, but my bread has been on point.
2: Yeah. Your bread looks like some it like, looks great. Like magazine it taste- shit like that you've been posting lately.
3: These last couple I've made, I read um, I forget the guy's name, but uh, Tartine, I think his name, uh, his book, and it is amazing. Like he really helped me help me get there.
4: Joe, why are you Joe is that Star Baker. Just, just ship some of that shit to Maryland for me. No, come on,
2: man. <laughs> uh, we covered <laughs> oh, this last week, right? Would you? Valentine's what, Day's
4: coming up, man. Would
2: you take your sourdough starter with you if <laughs> aliens invaded?
3: No, because and. Like, I've read that this is fine to do, so I don't think it's a bad thing. But, like, I pretty much I feed mine once a week, uh, let it sit out for the day, and then I just put it in the fridge for a week. Um, I've read that, like, they're pretty hard to kill. Like, you could leave that thing in the fridge for, like, weeks at a time, and then, you know, you got to feed it more often, but, like, start it back up. Like, it's, they're not, they're not that hard to maintain. Uh, all right, next up, I'm a Cure fan. What's your favorite track by The Cure? My Old Mucker?
2: I just know the I know the MTV ones. I don't really know anything else.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, like I don't. Friday, cats.
2: F- Friday. I'm in love. That's the cure, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's them. Um, I don't know a ton of their stuff, but I actually think I would like them. So I've actually been like messaging back and forth with this guy that I think I might give him a go. I recently discovered the Smiths a few years back, and Morrissey like right around the time it turned out he was saying like garbage, awful things, um, yeah. which is kind of a bummer. Because I, I really like him. Not a great
5: time to discover Morrissey. <laughs> yeah, I was like,
3: oh, this is awesome. I really like him. I'd like to go see him live. Oh,
1: <laughs> okay. I always like the Love Cats best out of the Cure Songs.
2: Joe, you know what else is in Ambrosia Salad? What? Mandarin oranges.
3: Yeah, I love Ambrosia Salad. I'm right there with you. It's real good. When I was growing up, my mom used to make a version that we just called Green Crap. <laughs> uh, because it like, it had like pistachio pudding in it. Well, I see, think, we, or, like, yeah,
2: this came up on Slack a couple months ago and there was wild disagreement as to what constitutes an ambrosia salad. So I have a feeling there's a lot of regionalisms going on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, next up, who moved my cheese?
4: John. A mouse. I mean, if were, yeah. I was, I would have eaten it. I, <laughs> if the cheese is gone, then it was me. But
3: <laughs> like, um, I don't know if that's a reference to something, but I
4: don't, yeah.
3: It reminded me, and I think I posted it back. Was um, you know the band Ween, like years ago, like probably like twenty years ago, they were hired by uh, Pizza Hut to write a jingle, and they didn't use it. uh, And Ween like just released it, and it was amazing. (laughs) But it was it was like where the fuck, and they. They ended up releasing, like, a dirty version of it. It was just like, where the fucking cheese at?
0: I don't know.
4: (laughs) It was
3: great. You just said Pizza Hut made me so hungry. They
4: released it, like, at the time, I'm assuming.
3: Yeah, like, they, I pretty much, the story, if I remember right, like, they wrote the jingle, Pizza Hut didn't want to use it. So the, and the, so they were just like, fuck it. And they put it out on their right. uh, their web page at the time and they posted <laughs> they're, like they're the original version and then like the dirty version that they made after. it. I'll find it. And I'll send it to you guys. Yeah, it's you're really the first
4: person to, to reference Ween to me in like it's <laughs> oh, been a decade. God.
3: I love Ween. Yeah, like, I I I'm, know, so I like, I'm pretty I, sure I've I
2: had multiple them. conversations with Joe about
3: Ween. They're so great, like, and I'm bummed because when I was in high school, they played, and like, I remember I went to it them at back, and I didn't really pay attention because I just assumed they were like a hippie like fish band. Um, but then like years later, when I like a buddy of mine listened to them a lot, and I started listening, like, they're amazing. They're so great. Like, yeah.
2: Did they do that Big Brown Beaver song? Was that Ween?
3: No, that oh, was that's Primus. Primus. Which that's oddly right. enough was at the same Horde tour that I saw Ween at? Are they like kind of similar?
2: Day, you know? <laughs> Is it a similar, just kind of like? I don't really know. Ween like is it? Is it like uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is.
3: Weird. I don't know how to like jam band. Quirky. Like okay, Primus not is more really, like... but sort of like. Yeah. Each album is yeah. different.
4: They're all Primus was definitely not like
1: Ween. It okay, right. that's that's
4: my question yeah. To
5: compare like got... anything to Primus would be a stretch. <laughs>
1: that's, Ween's got a got an entire country album that is freaking hilarious. Oh my
3: god, it's so great. Twelve uh, golden country hitlers. I forget yeah. what it's called. It's amazing. Mr.
1: Richard Smoker. They hired like
3: <laughs> legitimate like session musicians from like Nashville and like around them. Like these guys have like been on everything. But the songs are just like so filthy. Um it's it's unreal. It's such a great album. Uh all right. Last but not least, if you all had cabinet jobs, which one would you want? Secretary of Defense, etc.
2: None of them, none of those jobs. Sound yeah, yeah. I don't think <laughs> I, either. I even in an imaginary universe I wouldn't want anything. No. Fuck no. Not this week. <laughs> no, honestly, like transportation cuz what the fuck is that person doing? Like I I want a job where I'm a figure and I don't do anything and
1: I just yell at people.
4: I would definitely take state because I would like to travel and uh Oh,
1: you're so cool. I take job. secretary of defense cuz then I don't have to finish anything. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Def- defense. So cool. I would go state as well.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't man. even know what most of them are to be honest. So. Secretary of partying down? Agri- is that a thing? Hey, Agriculture. Go, that sounds like some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, it should
1: be <laughs> for
4: you, Joe. It be. is now. Fuck yeah, <laughs> you should write the Biden. I think there's. You got a shot here. Hey, <laughs> you, you need Biden. someone to be
1: secretary of fucking shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. President Victor Camacho would need a uh, yeah. uh, secretary of partying down.
4: You could start working the Don Jr. Angle for four years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> hey, bud. Hey, bro. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Joe. It? So many people are leaving. Like
2: if you get you might be able to get in there for a few days here before it all that's goes true. down. Yeah, I mean. Just get your resume. I'm sure they're taking fucking anybody right now.
3: I watched season one through seven of The Apprentice. So yeah. Hire
2: me. Dude, <laughs> Probably. They're like, I don't know. Uh, Will you go do this press conference and take responsibility for this coup? And you're just like, oh yes, man, (laughs) cool, dude, sure, let's do it. Fuck yeah! There's some people from our hometown. Uh. Joe goes out. He's like, I will only be taking questions about the Real Housewives.
3: (laughs) uh, Do you guys want a cameo or something? (laughs) Here's some Girl Scout cookies. I'm running uh, on my
2: platform. My platform is that Dan Aykroyd was never in the bear skit. <laughs>
3: I'll be honest. Like it says it on the Wikipedia, but I still can't find a picture of it. So I tried to find I, a picture I, too. And couldn't. I'm going to do more research. Uh, that's it for I questions. I think here. I
4: remember the character now. Th- th- based on what somebody, whoever posted in the chat about it. Honestly,
2: it's a moot point because the Bill Braski sketches are better as far as oh my God. drunk people so sitting so a table. I
3: think I've told this story before, but <laughs> late one night I was in... Um, my train station uh, in chicago waiting for my train to go home and there was about four or five businessmen like all drunk out of their mind and it was legitimately that <laughs> sketch like just thick chicago accents Bail like one-upping asking. each other with stories like it was unreal love
2: it this is a good reference that 75 percent of our audience won't remember yeah uh <clears throat> do we know what we're doing next week i don't think we've uh, chosen that yet
3: we did actually. It is um shoot, and everything's running slow. Uh, oh, it's uh promising young woman. Promising Young Woman, yes. Ooh.
2: What's that? Is that is that like a Holocaust movie? Mulligan. Oh,
3: Eric. <laughs> it looks very good. Uh, and it comes good. out V O D this weekend, so it's, <laughs>
2: yeah. it's on a, a, on a Schnorr's scale of despair, are we talking like a one here or like a ten?
3: I don't think it's despair. Like it's yeah. no
2: I think okay. you're safe this week. Alright, cool. Yeah. Sounds good appreciate, priest, John. Isn't that what you say? <laughs> appreciate appreciate <laughs> Sorry. All right, guys. Uh, Caitlin, thanks for joining us.
5: Thank you for having me. I did. Uh, do you remember the word of the day? No.
4: Caitlin, please. It was, se- it was something <laughs> yeah. about sex stuff. She I remember heard, that. She
5: took a note.
4: Eric, This is
3: What crazy. was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Renee <laughs> and our Slack. Sounds like James' last name. Charnel, Renee, and our Slack group coming in with the picture of Dan Aykroyd in the Superfans sketch. Nice, well done. That's
2: fucking awesome. All right, guys. Uh, Caitlin, thanks again. Um, If you want to hear Caitlin uh, on a different podcast and also maybe hear me, you can check out Thor's Hour of Thunder on Podcast Things. And uh, that's going to do it for the Mortuary Collection. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll talk to you next week.
3: You do it now. Me. Uh, yeah, that's whatever.
5: Uh, bye. <laughs> bye, everybody. <laughs> bye,
1: <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs>